You Can Handle Anything, episode number 288. Can you imagine being able to handle anything? And by that, I mean actually being able to deal with the difficult situations in your life without blaming and complaining and without getting mad at yourself for losing control. Hi, this is Shira Gura, and I know firsthand what it feels like to get hijacked by your emotions. But I also know that being able to control your emotions in the moment is the most empowering way to live. In this podcast, you will learn skills, tips, and strategies on how to handle everyday emotional situations, not only so you can feel more in control and have fewer automatic reactions, but so that you can actually be the person you truly want to be in any situation, no matter what. Thank you so much for tuning in, and now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So a couple of nights ago, I facilitated my monthly online workshop, and the topic was on emotional eating, and I had such a great time teaching and engaging with the students who enrolled and really showing them what is possible when you learn how to gain control over your emotions in the moment. And of course, I reiterated that this is not a one-stop deal, but rather it takes effort and it takes practice, and it's like going to the emotional gym. In fact, one of the women at the workshop expressed that that image of the emotional gym really stuck with her. So I wanted to kind of just share it with you now. Basically, what I said was that people go to a gym to create a strong or healthy body, right? And that takes effort. It takes effort to get yourself motivated to get there. It takes effort to actually do the physical work. But when you're done, there's a sense of pride that you did that for yourself. And so I said that the work that I do is like going to the emotional gym. Practicing to get unstuck using the unstuck method is not something you just learn and then you're done with it. It's like just the opposite, right? Once you learn it, you use it. And you keep using it as the different challenges and obstacles arise in your life. And when you do use it and you recognize your own growth and the changes that you're making in your life in the various moments of your life, there's a huge sense of pride that like, wow, like I did that and this is really paying off and it makes such a big difference. And so I'm going to be leading another online workshop in about a month and the title for the next workshop is why did I say that? The powerful way to respond without regret. And I think it's a really great time for this workshop because the winter holidays are approaching and lots of family and friends are going to be coming together. And with that, you know, there's always going to be lots of opportunities for misunderstandings or irritation by the different people in your life. And going through this workshop will really equip you with skills to feel more prepared to go into this holiday season. So I'll be sending an email about that in a few weeks, so be sure that you are on my newsletter to receive that information. Okay, so what I wanna talk to you about today is triggers, and specifically the people in your life that tend to trigger you. So a trigger is something or someone that causes you to react. So I want you to think for a moment about who triggers you in your life. Try to bring to mind one person that causes you to have an emotional reaction. Think about what that person says or does that causes you to react. Okay, you have that person in mind? Now, 
What I want to offer you here is that the person that you just brought to mind doesn't cause your reactions. Your reactions are actually caused by your own mind. Huh? Okay, let's break this down. So let's say the person you just brought to mind said something that really irritated you. And your reaction is either to defend yourself or cry or lose control or yell back or eat a bunch of cookies. And you do this because you believe what that person just said to you was negative, And most likely you believe they shouldn't have said what they said, right? But here's the thing. What that person just said is a fact. And by that, I mean anyone else who would have been in that room at that time would have agreed what that person just said, right? The exact words that came out of that person's mouth was something that everyone would agree upon. And because it's a fact, it can't be negative or positive because facts don't have a charge. Facts are neutral. And the only way that facts get charged is when you put your thinking on top of it. And so when you think that what that person just said is bad or wrong, you charge the fact or you charge the words or you charge that person as negative. Can you see that? And so we're actually talking about two things here. We're talking about the fact, what was said, but we're also talking about your thinking or your story about what that person said. Can you see the difference? And this is why what that person said didn't cause your reaction. It may have triggered you, but it wasn't the cause of your reaction. The cause of your reaction is what you thought about what that person said, like he's a jerk, or she doesn't deserve a response, or whatever you were thinking in that moment. This is a really important concept, and if you didn't quite grasp it, please re-listen to this episode because it's so important and it's super foundational to this work. It's not the people in your life that cause you to react. It's your thinking about the people in your life that causes you to react, period. Now, I know this may be hard to grasp, and you may be like, but Shira, you don't know my circumstances. But what I want you to do right now is just sit with this. Just digest it. Consider the possible truth that may exist in my words. So let me give you an example of something that recently happened to me. A friend of mine in my community was getting rid of a rug. She posted a picture of it on the community WhatsApp saying that she was giving it away and she was putting it outside of her house. By the way, my friend gave me permission to share this story with you. Anyway, so I contacted my friend immediately as soon as I saw the post and I said, I would love that rug. I think it's going to fit perfectly in our living room. And her response was like, I would love for you to have it. Are you free to come pick it up now? Because I'll even stand outside for you and make sure that no one else takes it. So let me know. I'd really love for you to have it. Which was so kind, right? Because as you can imagine, she already put the rug outside and she was just basically like, first come, first serve. Okay. So I responded saying my husband Boaz would be coming soon with his truck but there's no need to stand outside and wait for him. Long story short, my husband heads over, he picks up the rug, he brings it into the house, and it fit perfectly, both in size and in color, inside of our living room. 
So I took a picture of it and I sent it to my friend and just to show her how it looked. And I even let her know that the one that I had, I was going to get rid of. And would she want that one? And she said, yes. So I brought it outside for her. She picked it up. Everything was great. And then literally like five minutes later, she sends me another photo. This one doesn't go to the whole community. This one was just sent to me. And it was a coffee table. And she said, we're selling this one for X amount of money. And I saw the post immediately and I wrote back immediately, oh my gosh, I love it. How soon do you need it out of your house? Because even though this piece of furniture cost money and I wasn't even planning on buying anything for the house, the truth is we didn't have a coffee table. It was not expensive. And I'm telling you, this table was like perfect, both in size and it was wood. And the top of it had this beautiful geometrical design in the colors of our living room. And so I wrote to her that I was heading out to do my weekly volunteer work because I volunteered to teach English in one of my kids' schools and that I'd be able to get it in the afternoon as soon as I came back. And this was her response. Someone is supposed to come around five o'clock today. By the way, we were messaging in the morning. And she went on to say that whoever that person was already canceled twice. And out of courtesy, she wanted to give them one more chance. And if they didn't take the table by tonight, then I could have it. And I was like, so confused. Because just a few minutes earlier, she wrote that she was selling it. And I'm thinking to myself, why would she send me a message that she's selling something if she's really not selling it? Long story short, the other person came later that afternoon and bought the table. And I was super bummed. Like I really, really had my heart set on that table. I really thought it was going to be ours for my house. And so maybe you just listened to the story and you might be thinking about how my friend was wrong and how she should not have offered it to me if it wasn't really available and how she shouldn't have gotten my hopes up like that, right? Like maybe you're thinking, like I was, that she was in the wrong, right? Like why would a friend do that to you? It makes zero sense to me. I know I would never have done that to her and I wouldn't have done that to anyone else for that matter. But when I took a stop and I really started to unpack the story, what I realized was that there are the facts And then there's my story. The fact is, she offered me something to buy, and then she told me it wasn't available. My story is, she was wrong for doing that. In other words, it wasn't the fact that the table went to somebody else that was the problem. Don't forget, I wasn't even actively looking for a table anyway. The problem was my thinking about what my friend did. That was where the root of my suffering came in that moment. And so if I wanted to feel better in that moment, if I really wanted to get unstuck, I had to distinguish between the fact and the story that was in my mind. Now, why would I do that? In fact, just a couple of days ago, a member of my community asked that question. She said, why would I do that? Like, why would I want to make an effort to get unstuck? And the reason to me is simple. You do that because you don't want to stay emotionally stuck. You do that so you can get yourself out of that metaphorical hole that you fell into. 
You do that because you want to move forward in your life and you don't want to be held back. You do that because, at least for me, I'd rather be unstuck than be right. Because while feeling right really does feel good, staying stuck doesn't at all. And so this isn't about if my friend was right or wrong. It doesn't really matter. I'm not in charge of her. I'm not responsible for her. I'm only in charge of me and what I do and how I respond to things in my life. And so I responded to her that I was bummed and that I'm okay because I got myself unstuck using the unstuck method, which she's familiar with. And then I asked permission to share this story on my podcast. And that was it. We are still friends and we see each other weekly, if not more. And this coffee table thing did not come in between us because I didn't let it come between us. It totally could have, right? And maybe if you were me, you would have had it come in between you and that other person. But that's not the person I want to be in this world. I want to be the kind of person that can go beyond the circumstances and create my own reality, which includes considering new perspectives than the one that my primitive brain will always offer me at first, including, for instance, considering that my friend didn't do this on purpose. She didn't do this to hurt me. In fact, I really think that she wanted me to have that table, but she was doing what she thought was the right thing in that moment, and she likely thought that the other person wasn't going to show up anyway. That's it. And so the next time you feel emotionally stuck, I want to encourage you to think twice about what the real cause of the problem is. What are the facts and what's your story? Is it the facts that are causing the problem or is it your thinking about the fact that is causing the problem? It's a world of difference and it is definitely worth investigating into in any moment. Okay, my dear friends, I hope this episode inspired you and will cause you to think twice the next time you get emotionally stuck. It is really too important to dismiss. That is, you know, if you care about your life and your relationships, which I know you do. Okay, my dear friends, thank you so much for joining me today. If you want to start doing this work with my personal support, Make sure you listen all the way to the end of this episode. I'd like to wish you a wonderful rest of your week. And remember, you can handle anything. Hello? Hello? Oh, hi, you're one of my podcast listeners. And you wanted to talk to me about being able to handle something better in your life. Well, as you know, this is a podcast. And so it's kind of like a one-way conversation. But it doesn't have to be like that. When you enroll in my mini course, Get Unstuck, not only will you have lifetime access to my teachings and my step-by-step tool on how to get yourself emotionally unstuck in any moment, you will have three opportunities to meet me live during my office hours so you can ask me any question you may have and so you can see how to apply the unstuck method specifically to your life. You can sign up right away by heading over to my website, shiragora.com, and clicking on Get Unstuck, or you can click on the link in the show notes to watch my free class so you can get a head start on your learning and then enroll from there. 
either way, I can't wait to bring this extraordinary work to you, and of course, to meet you in person. I look forward to meeting you soon.